I am still here in Crow Park and I'm recording episode 237 of the Loud and Proud podcast. We didn't get promotion, but we got a lot more. I you will hear from Mickey Hart, Desi Farrell, flow of the game, matchups, and I think I have 45 talk points. That's the age of Stephen Cluxon, is it? But all that and a whole lot more. But first, Oasis. Yeah, um, it just wasn't to be. It wasn't to be for the loud ladies. They did. They missed out on their promotion. with with down. They were, they were beaten, and the loud camogies, camogiers were beaten also. Um, and the senior men's footballers were beaten as well in Crow Park. Sixteen points to one six was the final score. Um, it was ah look, it was a big day. It's big occasion. Big kind of. Um, Big sense of achievement and and to, to reach that, but you could sense that with the with the supporters coming up, bus loads going up, and uh, really good to see and really good that it wasn't a dead rubber, and we could, we were competing and there was always a great fear that we would get exposed or taken out of it, but I think we showed we are there and we are worthy. And we are right in the mix. And that is a massive, massive statement. That is just probably the biggest thing to take from this entire Division 2 campaign. That we belong um, in the in the mixture of these uh, top, top sides. And Dublin are a top side. Um, you, look at, you look at the matchups. Well, Loud started with the uh, Loud started with the team that, that finished. Well, they started, there was no changes. <laughs> he does this. He doesn't make any real changes. We went with James Calliff, Daniel Cochran, Peter Lynch, Donald McKenney in the full back line. Leonard Gray, Kieran Murphy and Niles Sharkey. Sharkey went to left half and Colin McKeever went in the wing. That's probably the only change from the from the RD game. Connor Early and Tommy Dorn in the middle of the field. Liam Jackson on the 40. Connor Grimes in the left wing and John Small. That was a great battle. Darren McConnell, Kieran Downey and Ryan Bournes made the inside line. Right, so you, you have Dublin then. David O'Hanlon started. Darren Newcomb. David Bourne, Michael Simons in the full back line. Uh, Newcomb picked up, let me see, I have it here. Newcomb picked up Darren McConnell. Michael Simons picked up Bournesy. And Davy Bourne picked up Kieran Downey. On the other side, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. John Small, old Merchant Committee, did start. I knew that if you're following on the podcast on Patreon, you would have known that. James McCarthy's in the middle of the field with Brian Fenton. James McCarthy is 6 1. He's not 5'11". I think he's just over 6'4". I thought he was a lot smaller. He's a big man in person. Colin Baskell was on the wing. He played in draw against the Blues. He, uh, he put his hand up as well. Kieran Kilkenny in the 40. Sean Bugle on the left wing. Killian O'Gara started. Conor Callaghan started. And Cormac Costello as well in the corner. Um, that, the way it loud matched up with them. Conor Callaghan was picked up by Peter Lynch will have to hear a lot more about Peter Lynch in the talking points. McKenney picked up Costello and Dan Corcoran was on Killian O'Gara. That's the matchups, that's the way we lined up. And um, the flow of the game kind of was we started very well. You know, we got we we got a settler straight away and that was key. And uh, Kieran Downey, like it, it just the first opening ten or fifteen minutes summed up our whole National League campaign. We um Showed some stout defending, got big turnovers, neat transition, and then nippy interplay between Bornsey and Conor Kieran down. He, down he clips over the bar, went 1 0 ahead. That was the only time we actually led in the game. Um, they came back, sloppy errors. O'Gara scored, Basquell scored to make it 2 1. Then 
we were we were we responded again. McConnell McConnell leveled the game, and then three two Bugler. He good players. Well, all these players at Dublin have. You just think, oh yeah, and they're such good players in person. Peach then come up the field and leveled. I'll talk about that and maybe the loss of Samuel Roy as well in the talking points. Basquel. He got uh, his second point of three to make it 4-3. We're still in the game. It was nip-tuck. They couldn't really break us down. And they opened up a two-point lean. Conor Callaghan gets the score. And he blazed over the bar after um, a trademark, I suppose, sword from James McCarthy driving down the heart of defence. And he blazed it over the bar 5-3. Kieran Danny Book ended the half with a free to make it 5-4. Only a point down. We would have taken that. We were worthy of that. It was uh, just about right. Although we missed a big chance. Uh, Colin McKeever struck the post. I'll talk about that in the talking points as well. Um, Fenton comes out. They upped the ante in the second half. They already get a bollocking at half time. Um, Fenton gets a score off his left foot after. They, they, they got really patient in the second half. Dublin were really incisive with their shooting. Newcomb come up the field. The newcomer, Newcomb, clipped over. He ended up man of the match, I think, with TG Carr. Colin Baskell. Um, Bugler and Costello got a score got his first score um, yes that right James first score to make it 10-4 6 points ahead they're stretching ahead we're getting a little bit raggedy at this time and Darren McConnell is for his is, is shot is saved uh, but Liam Jackson comes in set up by the brother to make it 1-4 to 10 after 13 minutes in the second half we went 13 minutes without scoring 48 minutes we get the goal we have a bit of a lifeline there's a bit of a lull after that I'll talk about that in the talking points as well but uh, James McCarthy whips over from the corner what a score uh, reeling in the ears Costa gets a free and then Paul Mannion comes in off the bench remember him He's also he also uh, stopped playing the day Cluxon retired as well in 2020. He came, he missed one just beforehand, got his eye in and whipped over the bar. Um, Odell gets a score, but then Liam Jackson gets a score in the additional minute. Paddy Small clips over. Dean Rock comes on, strokes over 45. And Downey, Kieran Downey gets a final free, final score to make it 16 points to 1-6 um, in the game. And look, it, it was... Oh, it's just, it's just great to be playing these games, but oh, there's kind of like regrets in there as well. That's good to show that we're, we're really, we're really at it at this level. You know, obviously Dublin have quality. They have options off the bench. They have lads fighting for places. They're a little bit uncertain. They were there for the taking too. You know, let's not forget that. Um, seven point loss. Ultimately, in the end, you probably would have taken that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about that in the talking points later on but first now you're going to hear from Mickey Hart's fairly lengthy you might not hear the, the the questions from those around us national media as well but really good insight there as well from Mickey and look he, he shows his kind of hand as well and shows how much of a GEA man when he talks about Cluxon too and then you're going to go straight into here about Desi Farrell it's all about Stephen Cluxon with him and then you hear a little bit, he gives a little bit of a token kind of gestures to loud also. But yeah, we'll hear from those and then we will go back into the talking points as well. Uh, you congratulate them on the effort that they made and um, I suppose maybe just suggesting that this is where you learn things. This is the this is the school of learning and the, and a hard road to learn when you're meeting a team of the caliber of Dublin. 
on Grove Park. Uh, it was never going to be an easy task. And I suppose it might have been pretty to the eye the first half, but we had to stay in the game as long as possible. And I suppose we had a few more goal chances that if, if they had gone in, we probably could have um, kept the game tighter for longer. But once they didn't win and they started to, to creep ahead, well then we had to chase the game a bit more and it left them with more opportunities to do what they just did. But um, I suppose there's nobody better than that Dublin and doing that. They have a lot of experience over the years and a lot of quality players still there in the midst of that team. So it's a learning exercise for us at the end of the day. Um, would have been a serious bonus and an unbelievable outcome if we'd been able to pip them at the end and go to Division 1 and that's the possibility when the game started it was a possibility we had to go after that possibility in the way that suited us best and considering the players were missing I suppose um, I think you know we'd have to be happy with, with the performance we gave The 7 point margin do you feel that was fair Look, um, you can dress these things up whatever way you want. I'm just saying we had a few goal chances that didn't go in today. And if they did go in, then that would have changed the complexion of the game. I think it wouldn't have been as wide as that. So that's the ifs and buts and maybes of Gaelic football. If they had gone in, then I think, yes, it would have been a closer scoreboard. Uh, does that mean to say you know that Dublin didn't deserve to win by what they did? I mean that's, a, that's, a, that's something that everybody else can decide on. Um, we, we asked questions of them, that's for sure, but uh, ultimately they provided answers to, to go stay up and, and be in the league final. The, the performance is that something that you were happy with how they, I suppose, they carried out instructions. Yeah, oh, large by and large, yes, we're happy with with what the players did and and stuck to the, the the plan that we'd wanted to play the game. Obviously, in the middle of that, you make you make errors, you make decisions that aren't just best at that time. But you have to factor in as well that Dublin are good in an aggressive high press, and maybe we had got more time in our previous matches to be able to do things under less pressure they put us under very extreme pressure on the ball there today they're good at that they have been good at that traditionally so that was a new experience perhaps for our players at this level and, and new experiences teach players things and we hope that it'll teach them something that'll be of value in our Leinster Championship match coming up I suppose uh, Gavin said last year around Leinster I mean, we, these are optimistic targets for yourselves in terms of trying to get press on in the province Coming here today was obviously seeing how close maybe you were to Dublin Rashid. You know, could you go reasonably close? Do you take away, I suppose, positives from today and that maybe it's a gap to Cambridge that is a process that's working closer towards that target? Um, I don't think we can be very definitive on what we can speculate on. Um, you know, because Dublin are a work in progress as well. They have players coming back that maybe haven't played much this season so far. And I saw a man's name on the substitutes there. That's, <laughs> I'd rather he had stayed retired. But, you know, like they have stuff to call on and they have players who will gain, you know, will be better at, able to, to take start games even in the championship. So, like, we're all in a position where we believe we can be better in a month's time or whatever. So we wouldn't be ahead of anybody in that line, so to speak. So, you know, where Dublin have improvements to make, our improvements then won't necessarily get us any closer. Just finally for me, Peter Lynch, I suppose, you know, we can't really speak about it. I mean, nearly one player, a different player throughout the camp, 
game is stood out in the particular game. For a young guy, he pushed in the full back, and I thought he had very good game. Yeah, yeah. Peter had a good game, and so did Kieran Murphy too, who is new to the scene. And when Craig Lennon and Tom Jackson come in, they injected a lot of pace and a lot of excitement to the attack. And uh, Tommy Dernan, as usual, had a big game there. You know, so different people. Niall Sharkey put his heart and soul into it. Liam Jackson had a good game. You know, you start naming like this different aspects at different times. People gave that little X factor that helped us get into a decent place. You know, so. No, and overall, overall the team performed well as a unit and of course we made some mistakes and of course we, the pressure that the opposition put on us you know, contributed to that. But all in all, you have to say what we asked of the players was give it your best shot and see where that takes you and then it's about going back to work again and trying to do things a little bit better that, that might get you a step closer at some stage in the future to that level of football. It was, there's no doubt. Um, you know, we kind of had the habit of doing that. The, in the previous years, we didn't start very brightly, but we finished strong. And yes, we were very disappointed that day because it was two points we felt we, we, we had in our hands and we let them f- fall from us. Um, and we felt that we performed very well against Derry as well. And, and that the three-point defeat that day, you know, w- may well not have been that because in the closing stages... Um, there was very little in it and we had a goal chance which didn't come off so we felt happy enough about that we lost those four points we felt that we were playing decent football so we didn't surprise ourselves that much that we were able to pick up enough uh, points to keep us in this division Of course, I mean, like he is the master of goalkeeping in the last ten years, and and at all Ireland level. So why would you not want a player of that experience and that ability in your team or around your team even? So it can only be good for Dublin that he's there in any shape or form, and and you know, uh, as the kind of position that you don't have to be twenty three to play in. You know, you could you can be higher up the scale and, and be very valuable there. Are you excited about the potential of the more in this group of players you think looking into the championship? Yeah, we hope there is. And if we got a few of our injuries, like you know, Kieran Byrne, unfortunately, will be out for the season. But if we got uh, Sam back and Dermot Campbell would give us other options if he was back. And, you know, there's men carrying bits of niggles there or, or, or who were injured to a degree and didn't get as much training as they could. So um, maybe in this month will help them to develop a bit. So... I would always be excited about anybody who's making progress and, and there are good players in Louth and I think we've created a sense of belief that, that there's, more, there's more opportunity and more possibility than they might have thought a few years ago and so that can only be good for the whole county and then it'll be good for the young people coming on to say there's something in this county that you want to aspire to and the more you have that culture or notion created within the county then there's going to be a, a better likelihood that you'll get quality players coming through to, to supplement uh, what's there already. Thank you.
Okay. Yeah, he's had Stephen has trained a couple of weeks now, and um, he's fit and healthy and uh, keen and eager. And we've had a, a number of goalkeeping injury woes. Uh, you'll all be fairly familiar. Evan hasn't uh, played any minutes uh, this season yet, and. Well, he's uh, working his way back and hopefully to full recovery at some stage during the championship. Um, Hugh Sullivan, our under-20 keeper, uh, he's he's been injured uh, recently as well and tied up with the 20s. So uh, we definitely had a vacancy there. And Stephen has always said if if he could ever help us out in any way, he'd be willing to do that. And um, we're delighted to have him in the mix now at this stage. Yeah. Are you surprised that happened in the mix now at this stage? Sorry? Are you surprised that happened in the back of the no, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, knowing the individual who he is, is the competitive juices are always there, and he's always been um, Dublin through and through. And uh, when when the time calls, he'd step forward, and uh, it's great to have him. Ah, uh, yeah. Obviously, Stephen's leadership and experience, and and, and just the, the 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 personality he is. Um, it's you know. Those types of individuals are invaluable in any setup, and you know, over the last couple of seasons, we have had a lot of um, players move on with that type of experience and, and retire and move away and that type of thing. So, it's a, it's definitely a very welcome addition. Ah, yeah, it's, it's like Stephen is always uh, he's always been very close uh, to everyone in the squad, and um, he's uh, he's never been too far away, and uh, we're delighted to have him back in the mix. Yeah. I I would have thought not, no, knowing the man. Any and, question uh, on the match? Stephen? No, no, he didn't. Uh, he didn't. He's um, as I said, that's he's he's doubling through and through, and um, uh, he's uh, he's always said he's been willing to help out if if the need arose, the need has arose, and uh, we're delighted to have him in the mix. Yeah, the first half was tough. Um, it was that, that big breeze, and uh, it was difficult to kick into that goal. Um, you know, just just generally, I thought our execution in front of goal, first and second half, um, left a lot to be desired. Um, so definitely some aspects uh, you wouldn't be happy with, but then there are other aspects of our performance that were quite pleasing. Um, you know, Darren Newcomb getting man of the match, uh, Larkin Adele, Ross McGarry, Tom Lehiff gave a great impact. Um, and then obviously we have some fellas coming back from injury that got some game time today, Paddy Small and Paul Mannion. So, um, so yeah, definitely happy with some components. Um there's a lot of work to do. A big challenge for us, of course, is um, we've been operating in Division 2 and um, without doubt there's a gulf in standard between it and Division 1 and uh, we, we have to work very hard now to be able to bridge that gap over the coming weeks, I would have thought. Yeah, brilliant. Um, uh, obviously, it's it's only in the last week or so that we've really started to hone in and, and pay attention to them and um, very impressive, um, uh, very accomplished side. 
very well set up, very structured, good system, some very talented individuals as well, and uh, you, you can see they're they're on a journey, and uh, good luck to them. Yeah. And they gave you a few problems today, a few goal chances? Yeah, 100%, and uh, our keeper, Dave O'Hanlon, did really well, uh, made some big saves. Um, so, yeah, we're uh, there's, there's loads, as I said, for us to be uh, looking at in terms of the tape afterwards and reviewing that performance. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it is because now obviously the sites um, start to focus on championship and championship preparation, and uh, it's great to get an, another competitive game in. Um, it'll tell us a little bit more of where we're at. Uh, obviously, it's been a grueling period, a couple of weeks um, in terms of the volume and the intensity of the games, and they're coming at you. Uh, ticking fast um, so that's tough on players of course um, but at the same time it's it's great to have another big game to look forward to and uh, as I say it'll, it'll be a great platform for us to kick start our championship preparation Any concerns that you've had to now go back to the well to go back bringing players that have been out of Does that speak to a sort of worry that you have about the level of squatting? Yeah, um, I think the the goalkeeping situation is slightly different. I think you know because um, uh, obviously that individual is still very capable. He's been one of the best in the business for a long, long period of time. Um, but that's always a concern in terms of generally for players and for Dublin is, is the pipeline there, is the depth and strength um, in the squad that, are, that once was there um, but I, I think encouraging for us, I mentioned some of those players who came on today, some who started have done really well and there's there, there's more in, in the mix there that um, are learning their trade should I say, maybe not just ready to go yet but I think the experience um, of the National League, being around the group, being in the mix, will, will serve them very well into the future. They may not just be ready yet, and, uh, and, and that's, of course, the challenge for us is can we still continue to be highly competitive while you're, you're trying to get other players up to speed? Jack, Jack is injured at the minute, but he's working his way back. He's in, he's in good shape, and we hope to have him back to full training this week. Killian, yeah, yeah, Killian would have come off with a, with a bang and a tie, I think. So the how many of this Division 2 been? You know, you talked about the gap to Division 1, there's obviously concerns there, but what's the most valuable to you think? Has it been helping to bring out some of those younger lads? in maybe a less intense environment, or what do you think you've Yeah, that, that's definitely one of the positives. Um, uh, obviously, Division One is really competitive. I didn't get the results yet of, of how those games went, so I'm not sure who's up or down. But um, uh, it does afford you some leeway in terms of um, being able to blood players. Um, by the same token, yeah, you got to get the balance right with that because you could end up languishing in Division Two then if you take, try to buy too much off, you know. So. Um, no, we're, I think we're happy with the progress and where we're at. There's loads and loads to do, and uh, we'll get after that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. How do you get rid of that gap in that space? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think so. Just that strength and depth within your own squad, um, keeping our own internal environment as competitive as possible is, is really, really important. Having those additions, getting fellas back from training, get, getting younger players up to speed, more experience, even more settled in because it's, it can be... It can be a big ask of a young player to come into a dressing room like that and uh, find their feet and feel comfortable in their own skin. And, uh, you know, as, as time passes with each week, with each training session, that, that job is getting easier and easier for that cohort of individuals, you know. So so hopefully um, we'll, we'll start to see some good progress as we move on over the coming weeks. All right, Desi, just one last question about Stephen. Away from apart from his Yeah, obviously his leadership, um, his experience. Uh, he, he's a real standard bearer as well. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let you tell him that, Matthew. <laughs> the um, but no, we're, we're delighted to have him back. Yeah, thanks, lads. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff there from from Desi and, and Mickey as well. Um, Two, I suppose, really, really. Uh, Iconic figures in the GAA talking about an iconic figure in Stephen Cluxon. I think that's where I'll start my talking point. Let's talk about number one. Right, fair enough. Stephen Cluxon comes in. That's that's fine and what have you. But the fact that it's against Loud, the fact that it is national news shows that we're we're exactly where we want to be. Playing these big teams these big storylines right in the currency of GEA news and knowledge and kind of frontline stuff. And that's why it's so crucial to be allowed to be there because we want to be there. We want to be the eye of the storm as well. Even Paul Manny coming in, no Jack McCafferty. We want to, we want to be playing and testing ourselves against these players. And Stephen Cluck's news signifies that. And the way he does it, like Jesus, he's minimum force, isn't he? I think the last loud team he played against was, was uh, Matt Granger's in a challenge match after he won the, the championship won, did, did the six in a row uh, four Parnells um, just get that in there but he actually scored a goal that day but he um, he just comes out minimum fuss and nobody really sees him it's unreal how to keep that on the wraps as well how nobody knew about that that just shows maybe how well Dublin are going at the moment the way they take that sort of news takes people by surprise you see as well um, he, the whispers are emerging and you're looking around you're seeing is it him and it is him but people think because when you hear it people you think are taking the piss but it was him and then louder becomes centre news as well He's done it against Loud. And then you hear the cheer, and they announce the subs, because Dublin don't release the subs. I said that in the, in the podcast, if you, or the, the message, if you sign up, Dublin don't release the subs. Now I know why. They always have news and little pocket rockets in there. And he gets a name, he gets named in, in the subs, and then there's a big cheer and a big announcement, I thought, which, is, which is class. Do you know, uh, Stephen Cluxon is uh, number 16, the big cheer from the hill back to the hill after three years of, of an absence <coughs> and then you're, you're constantly looking to see him warming up and see, to see does he come on and then the goalkeeper David O'Hanlon is under pressure as well and he does well he's a good game to be fair to him makes a good save kick are very good he's a good he's a good goalkeeper you know but yeah I just thought that was fascinating 
and uh, just just shows the currency and and how important it is to be at the, the top table and not scrapping for bag crumbs. We're right there at the thick of it. Uh, on on the yeah, I suppose on the head table. That's that's for me talking about number one. There'll be loads of loud talking points in there as well. I think there's, yeah, there's another forty forty four talking points. So so do sign up. To do sign up to the podcast, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud for more. So that's it. Thanks very much for listening to the Loud and Proud podcast, all the talking points. Um do sign up but and uh, looking at um Paddy Sheelan Cup action uh, Matt O'Grange will play the Jairs and the Pats in the in the uh, semi-finals. The Jocks got a win over Kilcarley and already beat the Feckins. They'll be facing each other as well. The Seans uh, are waiting. They're still waiting to to see either Stabana and the Mitchells, the Westerns, all that group. Is, and the Malachies are in there as well. The Tones and the Plunkets, they're waiting in the semi-finals also. And then you've got a Shield results um, as well. So it's all happening on the local front. We should have... Um, we should have uh, league league fixtures as well. Hull and Gales got a win over the weekend. Um, Stabana did get a win over the Mitchells in the group stages. Glen Emmers were beaten by the Kevins and the Dreadnoughts beat the O'Connells. The Clans beat Lanlear. That's all in, in the Shield competition as well. So yeah, that's it. Thanks very much for listening to the Loud and Proud podcast. Thanks for a really, really great week and hard luck on the, the campaign, I suppose, overall. Good luck, bye-bye and thanks for listening. And do sign up. Loads more happening during the week as well. Good luck. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to episode 237 of the Loud and Proud podcast.